a martial arts movie podcast. Ha-ha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring drunken Thai boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble. And drunken karate master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now, Paul, 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 I don't come through. You know, baby. Fists of Fail. We've watched a lot of Japanese movies, Zero. Lately. Yes, <laughs> we, we have we've... been burning through many many japanese films in order to find some you know martial arts gems from mm-hmm. the land of the rising sun yes, yes and we that. have not been very successful <laughs> uh i think i've seen this one cave this one cave that is in so many of these japanese movies yeah. uh these Particu- japanese action particularly uh director uh seiji chiba yeah he is a you know uh, direct-to-video kind of director mm-hmm. and uh, he loves to shoot in this one particular cave and we've watched probably what four of his films oh my god yes it, and every so, one of them <laughs> yeah there's there's this cave in every one of his films so yeah this it, is the bronson cave of japan i guess right uh, bronson, bronson cave bronson cave uh in griffith park in is like the most utilized the most prolific hollywood cave it's like it was used for like the batman cave in the 1960s it was used in all the universal b movies this is the equivalent but this is highly more low budget (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and this this film uh oh well what film we originally just got to talk about rogue ninja and we're like yeah let's do it i think this is the only one that really kind of fits our format where it can really break it down and then we rewatched it, and it's only an hour. <laughs> it's, yeah, uh, it's yeah. a very short film that feels like an eternity. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I think it's technically like seventy minutes, but then you realize there's fifteen minutes of introduction text crawl, and then, mm-hmm. and then an additionally long uh, end credit sequence. So, yeah, the film is not very. I, I don't even know what to what say. What about saying gate? Well, there's not a lot of substance to the film. Oh, okay, yeah. And oddly enough, it feels a lot longer than an hour. This yep. is not paced very well. You, you know how you know that a movie is padded out? At the 59 minute mark, uh, the movie just ends and the credits roll. You know how most movies, like, they do a, uh, a credit scroll? This movie can afford, the bil- <laughs> afford to have every name appear on screen one at a time well they gotta you know pad that runtime. <laughs> yeah, that that well that's why the, the credits are 10 minutes uh, 10 minutes long it's it's uh is the, is there some sort of rule that a film has to be over a certain amount of time to be classified as a as a theatrical movie yeah i, I think i think so otherwise have you know i don't know i don't know what the ramifications are for not passing a certain limit but because yeah, like, nobody goes to a to the theaters and then realize they're watching an hour-long film mm-hmm. 90 minutes seems to be the acceptable length for cinema yeah and yeah, well, i wonder at what point is it no longer a film and it then becomes a short film yeah well this movie feel well it doesn't feel like a short film at all right it, yeah. even though it is a short it's a short film it's not it doesn't feel that way at all which and it's also weird because the movie is very simple mm-hmm. it's, it's the the uh, and I, 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 I don't even know if way. i would say the plot is simple because if you've if you've watched a lot of japanese films any and especially if they have ninjas in them you might hear the words koga 
or, <laughs> or Iga. Iga a lot or these these two clans at least in the films we've been watching they get dropped right. so many times right right well that those uh so we're we're stupid americans <laughs> or, or at least uh at least maybe i'm a stupid american i didn't know much about the koga or the Iga or coca i guess doing a little bit of googling uh, after this uh, before this uh and apparently they're like the two most prolific ninja clans uh, in in history so they're based off something real uh and a lot of these movies a lot of the ninja movies that we're we're going to cover and what we do cover a lot of ninja movies they all have to do with the coca and the ega but they don't really explain them it's well <laughs> you, know, you know what it's it almost is almost like it's an integrated into japanese culture they don't feel the need to explain exactly things. i was just gonna say uh they're not gonna they're not gonna do a deep dive for people who don't understand the history because i think yeah. when they're making the films the assumption is well everybody knows about this stuff yeah you know, like yeah. they're not going to go into deep you know an american filmmaker isn't going to go into detail about the history of america just to re reiterate things you know for foreigners watching the film they're gonna yeah. make assumptions so i think that's what's going on with these ninja movies right well so rogue ninja being the primary example of that they don't explain well they don't they don't really like spend much time explaining the world that you know these ninjas live in but once you get a hang of it you realize how well like i said before how simple the story actually is it's uh, the Iga and the Koga are at war with one another, kinda. Uh, that's like the backdrop of things. You don't really focus too much on that. It, there's like uh, some sort of story about Mika, uh, Mika Hiji having some sort of... Well, her clan is being attacked by... Was she part of the Koga or the Iga? I don't know. Yeah, don't, don't even try to rationalize. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not going to go too deep into it. All you need to know is that she is trying to not defect i don't <laughs> See, know i think you don't even know the story either we <laughs> we just watched this and i i was trying to think what the fuck is the plot of this movie yeah so maybe, maybe yeah, again we're, we're dumb americans we're dumb americans um well maybe not that dumb compared to the ones who ransacked the capital anyway <laughs> so um yeah uh, outside of all that uh we can talk about the action because that was actually the impetus for us to choose this movie amongst a million other movies we could have we actually had that hard pass on because those didn't really qualify so we can actually spend a little bit more time on this one and actually delve into this one a little bit more because it probably is the closest we can get to something fitting our format. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, there, there's a, there's quite a, a handful of, the, of fights in this movie. And the main standout in this is Mika Hiji. Uh, again, um, we we, talk, we covered her in the past from the Ninja movies. And she was in Alien vs. Ninja from the last episode. But, uh, you know, the thing is, with those those movies, I felt like they didn't really shine a light on her. And now we actually, we do. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Alien vs. Ninja, it has a really fun fight scene with her, but it's more exploitative. It's, you know, it's supposed to look very uh, inappropriate because, you know, the alien's practically fucking her <laughs> in, in the fight. And then when you see her in the uh, the Scott Atkins Ninja movies, uh, she does she does hold her own a little bit, but she's they make her out to be this kind of damsel in distress almost. Like she can fight, but she can never really 
get the one up on the bad guys. Like she always gets beaten down. And that if you listen to that that episode, that was something I was frustrated with because I could clearly see she had skills, but she could never win a battle. She just got her ass handed to her like every fight. Right. Right. Yeah. So that's one thing that I've I I've been curious about, and I guess it's because because of her actual on-screen presence uh, in all these movies that Isaac Florentine eventually would cast her for Ninja, the first one at least, and make her do choreography. Um, and she actually like seems like she has some talent, you know, behind her. See, the problem with being an American and trying to find information from Japanese media is that a lot of it isn't translated for us. So I actually can't find any information on Mika Hiji uh, in terms of her martial arts background. You know, I actually don't know if she actually is this on-screen martial artist, or at least I didn't know until this movie. Mm -hmm. This movie like really sh like really shows off like what she's capable of doing, and I I want to believe that she has some formal training. I would um, I would think so, like especially considering that Isaac Florentine casted her in the ninja movies uh, mm -hmm. because she has uh, at least one particular fight scene I remember that in the train, right? Yeah, in the train. Yeah, so I would think that they cast her because it's like, well, you know, what other you know there there are only so many other female Japanese martial artists, they probably just wanted to get somebody who was very capable because that's a, you know, uh, that's a Scott Atkins film. You know, they don't want to probably shoot around her stunt double. They probably wanted somebody who could get in there with them. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah, but watching this, uh, it, we really, this is the Mikahiji show, <laughs> really. <laughs> it, it, almost every fight scene has her in it. There's only a handful that don't have her. Um, yeah. Yeah, and it's you know like it's, it's a great demonstration of what she can do in this fifty-nine minute movie. <laughs> uh, the first fight in the cave, in, the mm -hmm. fucking, in that one cave, um, it's it's really short. It's incredibly short. It's actually they're no namers, like they're not important to the story at all. Mm -hmm. uh, they're just a setup that there are bad ninjas and good ninjas, and this yeah. bad ninja is assaulting the good the ninjas. good ninjas. I guess. Yeah. So just to elaborate a little bit on the story, it seems like somebody is taking out all the i guess the good ninjas <laughs> not not just the good ninjas the the uh the, the elite of the of this ninja group and this opening scene is to show that uh the elite ninjas in this in this scene are talking about somebody taking them out and lo and behold somebody appears randomly to, to yep. you know try and fight them and kill them Right. So there's one, you know, I don't actually know who this more acrobatic looking guy is. I mean, he's, he's a ninja, right? So he's, he's donned his mask. Everything's covered up. He's doing a side flip off of someone's shoulder. He's doing a B twist into slashing a guy, which are the two standout moments. But I don't know who he is. Yeah. Right? He doesn't that, reveal himself later in the movie. Right. That's one of the things that's hard to tell because all you can see is his eyes because, he, yeah. you know, his even his forehead is covered. So... Yeah, I would just probably assume it's one of the stuntmen or even maybe it's like somebody else. <laughs> right. Uh, I guess, again, this is really short. I guess one thing that I guess would be worth talking about or mentioning is that it is filmed in the cave. Mm -hmm. And this one particular cave was an Alien vs. Ninja that we talked about last week. Uh, and it's going to be in a lot of the other movies we're going to be referring to. Um, and yeah, this, uh, like the only reason why it's worth mentioning the, the flips is because the ceilings in this cave are really low. Yeah. So I'm very surprised that he was able to do that side flip and that's it. That's the only thing he has to say yeah. about this. It's fight. this, this is a nice little, um, you know, taste of things to come. Just yep. showing some, a little bit of action to draw you in, 
letting us know that people are trying to kill the good ninjas. It's like, okay, we get it. Got it. Yep. Um, uh, we get our title, cro- oh, title explosion. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we have Mika Hiji, where she's introduced fending off against a bunch of assailing ninjas. I guess I, I, I don't. How many times are we going to say the word ninja this episode? Well, the, the name of the title, the name of the film is Rogue Ninja, so yeah. we're going to have to say the N word a lot. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I realize. I realize. Yeah. <laughs> I realize what if I say that, that was probably uh, a little controversial. Uh, so my. <laughs> God damn. Uh, <laughs> So the N-words fight off a bunch of... <laughs> so Mika Hiji fights off a bunch of N-words. And um, yeah, it, yo, this is a, this is great because it's actually filmed at night, I want mm-hmm. to believe. Yeah, um, this is definitely filmed at night. Yeah, and the lighting is not... You know, like this, again, this is how... I believe this is how you should film... Uh, a night scene. A night scene, yeah. Yes. It's a little over overlit, obviously. It doesn't really feel like... It, it kind of gives off that low-budget feel to it, mm-hmm. right? But for what's, what it's worth, at least you can see the action. And that's obviously what all this action-oriented filmgoers want in a film, right? Like, we want to see the action. I don't care if it looks... You know, like, if you're trying to make it... You know, like, in an effort of trying to make things more cinematic, like uh, like jujitsu, <laughs> uh, the problem there is that when you make... You know, like you, you compromise a lot of the, what you can actually visual, visibly see in the silhouettes. And here it's like, yes, you you understand it's nighttime, um, but well, you can still cr- see the action. It's crazy because it's shot at night. Mm-hmm. All the ninjas are wearing black. And this is just a recipe for disaster mm-hmm. in a modern movie because you know they would try to color correct the shit out of this and it I- would just look horrible. But if you look at this, you can clearly see it's lit the way a night fight should be lit. Right. And right. It, look, it, it looks good because mm-hmm. you can make everything out, but you understand this is the dead of night. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure it helps to have a white background uh, where the walls are yeah. to, to yeah. add contrast as well. And even if it does have that low budget feel, but just because the movie is low budget, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it gives off that feeling that it's like, oh, it, that's a natural lighting from the moon. It's probably not. It's probably some uh, set, you know, set lights that they have, but it's kind of nice. Uh, but yeah, so in terms of the actual action, Mika's clearly doing all of it. You know, there's some shots where you know you don't see her face, but in terms of her the build and everything, you can clearly tell that's her. Yeah, and she's she's doing this like Superman kick punch in the midair uh, where she delivers a sidekick in the midair and she's about to deliver a punch, but you never see that punch land. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's, that's disappointing. Right. Uh, yeah. One. So uh, I like, I like the choreography that they give her here. Um, it's edited in a way that you, they, they don't give her room to breathe because they have to kind of keep on editing on the moves, but I'm, I'm actually okay with that. I wish they didn't. I wish they gave gave her longer bouts of unedited choreography because it. I think for me that's just personally what I like. Yep. But um, I'm just I'm just curious. Like this is going back to if she's actually a trained martial artist or not. Right. And if she's not, then I can understand why they edited her like this because they make her look good based on the limited amounts of motion she's going through in these edits. Right. Right. Uh, I like that you can see how flexible she is. I mean, you, I mean, you can already see that in Alien vs. Ninja, um, but now like, she's using a scorpion kick to kick a, a sword out of some, some person's hand. 
Uh, she do- does this uh, sweeping, spinning axe slash hook kick to a guy's face, and you know, like I guess the the camera angle that it's it's presented downwards really sells how like high up that kick is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's great, you know. Like again, you can kind of see like the highlight of how talented or physically talented Mikahiji was. I think this predates um, Ninja 2, right? So, oh, the, I mean, not Ninja 2, but like the first Ninja. So right. this is probably her <laughs> in her physical prime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, so she beats up everybody. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we, we, we have to fast forward a little bit because you know, nothing really happens. Oh, oh, there's there's one. I was, I was just waiting for it to come up. There's this oh. one hilariously silly move, completely mm-hmm. impractical in the fight, but visually fun but still kind of stupid she kicks her leg up so she's now like in a split oh (laughs) and she starts twirling on the one leg you know spinning in a 360 you you get this great top-down camera of her spinning and then she releases the leg and then it kind of like slams down on one of the ninja's head so stupid so impractical but it's like yeah okay i'm i'm you know i'm along for the ride now I had you can play the soundtrack of Flashdance over it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's it's cool. It's silly. Um, oh, I guess that's one thing that uh, that we should talk about, uh, or maybe I want to bring up that this this movie's not. Uh, it takes itself a little seriously. I would say the movie takes itself not very, but uh, there's not really any comedy in this movie whatsoever. Yeah. I think anything kind of fun or hokey comes from some of the moves or some of the the, the yep. like fatalities that happen yeah yeah and it's 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 such a hard act to follow aliens versus ninja to to lead with this oh i'd like mm-hmm. to, to follow up with this um especially since we have a scene or we have a character the main villain uh he was also an alien versus ninja and he's in a bunch of these action films that we've we've watched uh he, his mo is that he's hates women or he just he's just like a raging misogynist yeah i would say misog. I, I, I don't know if he hates women he he's just more just like they are on them yeah they're objects you know he's mm-hmm. just a horrible horrible person i i think i mentioned to you when yeah. i was watching this almost every time he's on screen he has to mention raping a woman and i'm just <laughs> uh, i can't help but roll my eyes at the uh, just like the storytelling of, of this sometimes it's, it's it's like kind of frustrating but like i i get what they're doing because one of the things i kind of liked about this movie is uh mika hiji's character she's just kind of looked down on by everybody not just the villain who's yeah. definitely misogynist like her brother character and her slightly love interest like no one no one kind of gives her any credit despite the fact that she clearly is the the you know the best ninja in the group they they always they always have this concern for her and it's because she's a woman that's that's almost exactly what it is so the movie isn't like written well enough to elevate it to something that's more interesting but i wanted it to be really about her just kind of you know rising up and just you know like you know be empowering because she's you know she's a badass she's very very capable but uh, the movie doesn't know how to handle any of that. She's just like, I'm the girl. I'm doing all these things, and all the boys don't like me. Yeah, uh, I mean, like you said it before, like it's not well written enough. Like, well, they didn't really have much material to even flesh out. <laughs> Again, the story's very bare bones. Even though I don't remember it, probably because I was falling asleep. Because the movie is <laughs> actually not very well paced. 
uh, because what we don't have another action scene until well we have a small little moment where she's taking on this guy uh, who's attacking her with uh, like Wolverine claws yeah, it doesn't pan out for him. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Like she, she basically defends herself from it, and that's it. And yeah, out of an hour movie, uh, you know, like we we don't have another action scene until wait, how long? How long in? Like about the thirty minute mark. Uh, you know, like you know, it, it's it's. I guess it's kind of forgivable when you're like in in a much a slightly longer movie, like an hour ninety minute movie. The 30 minute mark is like when you start to start to feel it. You're like, oh, where's the action scene? Like, this is mm -hmm. where I'm starting to lose my patience. Well, for a movie the, like this, you're like, you don't feel until the halfway mark. Like, yeah, oh. the problem with this film, too, is you're literally following her in real time, walking from one location to the next location. And it's like, hey, here's a new character. Let's explore let's you know give a little bit more plot details let's have this character talk down to you because you're a woman again yep. he's like oh why don't you get married with uh, this guy and have a uh, ninja baby she's like why would i <laughs> like why would i want to do that why would i want to endanger right. my children he's like oh well because you're a woman and i'm just like oh god <laughs> uh yeah and, and it doesn't help that a lot of the scenery is essentially the same and it's woods <laughs> it's the woods or the cave Mm -hmm. That's it. <laughs> there really isn't much else. Uh, well, at least we didn't get that shrine from Alien vs. That is true. That's true. We're going to talk about that shrine later. <laughs> Believe me, we're going to talk about that because that will appear in other films. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure these are the same woods in Alien vs. Ninja because, you know, Probably. why not? Mm -hmm. uh, so her love interest takes on a guy in the woods. <laughs> I can't believe I'm describing him that way, but yeah, it's just some guy. Uh, and then he gets ambushed, and then he runs away, and then he gets kidnapped. Anyway, so on <laughs> to <Yeah>. the next <laughs> scene. Uh, now Mikahiji is taking on a bunch of other people who are trying to ambush her in the woods. Oh my god, I, I just feel I, like I can't I can't stop thinking about this movie as of as just and then and then and right. then. But that's, well, that's really what this movie is. That's kind is. of how it's plotted out. Like I mentioned, they go from one scene to the other. It almost looks like the next scene is literally like 10 feet away because she walks yep. and then she's like, oh, hey, I arrived at the new, you know, at the new script page. Now I'm talking <laughs> to this character. Now I'm interacting with this person. I wonder if they did the Hong Kong approach, which is which is just uh, let's do the action first and write the story second. But then they forgot to write the story. So <laughs> here you go. Here's the movie. Um, again, I, I actually like uh, some of this the choreography is toned down even more from the original the the first fight with mikahiji mm -hmm. um but again it, it's you know it, it's not bad by any means i think that uh mika is still very capable and again like, the choreography is super simple there's really nothing i think that is really worth like pointing out uh so this is one of those things where when you have when you're surrounded by a group of assailants mm -hmm. and they all have semi-long range weapons they're, yep. they're all carrying katanas yep. it's a little hard to believe that she's just not getting stabbed mm -hmm. you know by everyone at the same time yeah sure they have this really fun move where they all swipe their swords at her at the same time and she ducks and then she kind of pushes up and they all fly back like if you yeah. watched any like kind of super sentai stuff like that happens like a lot <laughs> That's very common in a lot of uh, I like uh, sword fight movies. Exactly, uh, you, you'll yeah. you'll see that a lot. You know, like mm -hmm. it doesn't make any sense. Like, how can one person have the power to lift up ten men's whatever? Yeah. Um. Yeah. But so yeah. so like it's weird. Like this this fight like it's weird. It's not 
strung together with action moves, there is, you can actually see the progress in which she is taking out the group, like, you know, one by one. Yep. But uh, this fight feels like it's more highlighting uh, sometimes bigger moves. Like, mm-hmm. I like the fact that she kind of jumps on this one guy's shoulder, she locks her legs around his arm, and she tumbles down and mm-hmm. she throws him. Right. That's like a fun little moment. And then I really like the moment where she's like she she stabs a guy after rushing at him, right. and then um, man, what happens? Like, there's so many different things. I, I do like that uh, all those things, all those techniques that you're talking about, uh, where she mm-hmm. you know like she delivers a knee to the back of someone else's knee. I think that's called the weenus. No, that's the, the opposite. Of the, <laughs> the, weenus. the weenus. You ever heard of that? The weenus. The weenus is the opposite of the the opposite side of your elbow. I thought you were gonna say the weenus is the opposite side of your penis. <laughs> no, that's just your anus. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I was confused about. Uh, man, where the, where the hell did we go? <laughs> where where is this conversation going? Uh, yeah, like so, she she you know she, her techniques in general. Oh wow, I, I love how I just circled that back together. Um, her techniques I feel like are pretty solid, and you know, like that might be from some sort of maybe dance training. Um, but one thing that I I do uh, appreciate about her her choreography is that she doesn't feel dainty, right? Again, um, not not to not to pull that angle, but you know a lot of a lot of these movies that we've watched uh, where you don't have trained martial artists, a lot of their moves don't feel realistic because they just look like they're they don't know how to throw a punch, they don't know how to uh, block a kick, and hers it feels like she actually has some impact to them. Maybe not all the time, but she definitely strikes her poses and and makes it look impactful. Right. Well, when she's supposed to get those big hits like that wheel kick to the guy's the side of the guy's head in the first fight yeah there's power there you can tell like that's not just you can see like the foot clipping and the guy's you know head just going down so right you know it's not i mean sure the stunt performer is probably assisting a little bit but i'm sure that's just one of those moves where they're going for the pain they're going for like the shock value of the fact he got kicked on the side Mm -hmm, of the head mm -hmm, right um yeah so like there's she delivers a spinning uh, sidekick to someone like that's it doesn't feel all too powerful, but you know you believe it because she actually strikes the pose, and it looks uh, she she's hitting her marks, which I do like, you know, and it, it feels like you know she has some talent behind her, not not just you know like oh uh, like oh if I if I just like hit this pose and just like tap them it'll count right so can we move on to the next take, you know like it feels like right. she has you know she's capable. I wonder if if your theory of her being a dancer is correct because this fight again finishes on her twirling around in a circle <laughs> surrounded by the people like she jumps on the guy's back and then you know the swords are out to you know uh have the circle enlarge around her of the fighters right uh, i don't know but, but it kind of might make sense she is a, oh, I, I think she's an idol uh in japan oh yeah as far as i know oh, okay yeah so i mean like they're i feel like all idols are trained to sing and or dance right. and or do more pornographic material anyways <laughs> Uh, so there's two more fights. I don't want to talk about the last one. I don't think it's worth it, but we can talk about the next one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, so Mika is taking on a bunch of dudes in the cave. Uh, I think she's, is she from the Ego or the Koga? I don't It doesn't know. matter. <laughs> Speaking of Koga, Mickey Koga's in the movie. Hey, hey you see where like, I circle, uh, where it did yep. there? <laughs> I see, yeah. Mitsuki Koga, Bushido Man, if you listen to, uh, that That episode, episode yeah. Did. Uh, I'm upset he's only in one fight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, his fight, man, like, he's, you can tell 
he is definitely a well-trained martial oh, yeah, artist. Yeah. They do some speed ramping a little mm -hmm. bit, or they 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 do speed up the frame rate a bit here and there. Mm -hmm. Not in, not in every cut, but in a bunch because it does look really fast. But man, like when he pulls out those two short blades and he just starts going to town. Oh yeah. On those on those ninjas, I was like, oh man, this is great. Yeah, just like well, just, and then it's well, he's like and then stabbing it's so them short. in the stomach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, his his segment's really short, like you said. Um, it it but like you you see the camera just like in, uh, like hovering over them or like in, in close ups of him just like stabbing people a bunch of people in stomachs <laughs> in, in that's rapid a, fire. Oh, that's a hilarious moment. There's just men encircled around him. And he is kind of semi, you know, crouching down and just jabbing them all in the belly mm -hmm, mm -hmm. while he's going like to each person around him. It's such a silly, right. silly image. Yeah. Um, but again, but this is a case where you can tell he is a very well-trained on-screen fighter. His bouts of choreography are just last that much longer. They don't edit him so much. Mm -hmm. You get to really breathe in a lot of his moves. The camera follows him around a little more, mm -hmm. so it's it's like refreshing because. Not not to knock on um, you know Mika so much, but like you can see like she's a she's a lot more edited than he is. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, uh, like this is. I feel like this is, should have been Mickey's time to shine. Or Mitsuki, um, he 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 does this great move. Uh, it's not even that you know like that crazy, but you know, he just does a tornado tornado knee. I guess. I was gonna say that's that's such a funny move. He does a tornado, and I thought it was gonna kick. Mm -hmm. But you see the knee land, and then the leg extend, yep. kind of like pushing the stuntman out. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that, that's kind of interesting yeah. how that happened. Yeah, yeah. But uh, unfortunately, Mickey's portion of this is kind of just over. And then he's yeah. not in the movie. <laughs> not not well, really. Not in the he's no wise. longer a fighter, but he still gives a plot point right. at the end. So the last fight between Mika and the misogynist, we're just going to call him the misogynist. Um, sure. Well, we could also call him the pervert because it's integrated into the choreography that every time I was I was going to say like so this last fight it's definitely the longest fight and most drawn out but because they were you know they're they're giving the fight character literally because the pervert as you said is fighting and he's doing these things where he's like grabbing her arms he's like you know holding the arms open. And then just he's just like at her chest. gazing yep. at her chest. Oh, it's so disgusting. Yeah. But it's kind of funny too. Right. Uh, I don't know. It happens a couple times. I'm like, okay, I get it. It's Japan. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, and this is like the mid 2000s. Oh, late 2000s. So I get it. You know, I think you, know, you have to look back on that time. But I'm like, oh, that's this guy's whole mo. Uh, whatever. Uh, in terms of the action, so I don't know if this guy particularly is a martial artist. It seems like he has some skill to him, uh, and he always I, shows up in these martial arts movies. Well, he's he's a regular um, Seiji Chiba actor for Seiji Chiba. Yeah. yeah, I think I think he might be the the nunchuck guy from Bushido Man. No, he was um, he no no he was the oh, no, American. No, he's um, American. Yeah, he's American. He's the American. Yeah, because you know all American Americans care. Yeah. Carry guns. Yep. That I'm not even sure if I'm joking. <laughs> uh, yeah. So um, I think I think he is. I, I want to say he probably is. Mm -hmm. He he seems to have like some longer bits of choreography as well. Right. Right. Um. So well, here he's showing off more, more than he's shown off in any other movie we've covered. 
well, there's another movie that he is in, in that we can uh, discuss later. But anyways, um, yeah, this this final fight between him and and Mika, I you know it's it's just fine. It, it eventually it devolves into like ninjutsu tactics in order to defeat one another. It's not uh, when I say say tactics, I mean you know like it's not about the choreography. It's just like how can you defeat the other guy? Oh, I'm gonna throw a shuriken at you. No, I'm gonna deflect the shuriken back. No, I'm gonna deflect that back at you. And no, I'm gonna no. It turns right, out I, right. my the shuriken was the <laughs> uh, the decoy. Oh, I'm gonna blind you. Uh, I'm like, oh, I don't care for this. Yeah. Well, this is one of those cases where this fight is supposed to be cathartic because <laughs> the whole film. You know, he's a misogynist. He's just talking down to Mika the whole time, yep. wanting to literally take her clothes off at one point. And so this is supposed to, you know, feel alleviating for us yep. be that he beats, you know, he beats him. She beats him, excuse yep. me. But the fighting is just not that interesting. There's there's a lot of funny bouts of boxing going on. I don't know oh, if yeah. you remember mm-hmm. that. Where like, like, just like where squaring he just off in his punching stomach. at her wrist while she's holding it up to block. Yep. And, he, and then he punches through. It's like, it's so silly. <laughs> punch, 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 punch. Uh, like, just keep on punching the forearms. Forearms, forearms, forearms. Uterus. Forearms, forearms, forearms. Yeah. Uterus. <laughs> um yeah but the, she she defeats him in that way that i just described uh the fight itself is not really that wor- worth it in my opinion it, it i it does it technically does all the right things you want you know from a s you know f- from how you set up a final boss he's clearly more talented than she is um so mm-hmm. like there's the tension there but the fight itself eh, it's, you know like i feel like the all the other fights were significantly more um physically capable than this one uh and it's also yeah. like highly edited too so not much to right. mention but i didn't even know this was going to be the final fight <laughs> really how could you not know he's the bad he's been the bad guy the whole movie no because uh afterwards and this is this is probably the part that you forgot and this is why i mm-hmm. got upset was uh mickey koga explained to them he's like hey um i was actually uh, spoilers but Mickey Koga is like, well, I was raised by you, but actually I was from the rival clan. Oh, and right. Like, right, and he's right, like, right. well, we're supposed to overthrow or something like that. And then you see a whole bunch of ninjas like appear. Yep. And it's like, so like, I'm sorry to do this to you, but I'm going to have to, you know, I'm we're going to have to you know, kill you. I thought it was going to be an all out brawl or she's going to fight Mickey. Right. right and then right, Mickey right. just lets her go. <laughs> I was like, what? No, don't end like that. And then the movie. Well, you over. know, you you know why they needed to end like that, right? Because they ran out of money. <laughs> well, yes. And then all well because they needed to do that title drop because oh, so because she's a they rogue ninja. Are, oh, yeah. Because they're not joining, uh, you know, Mitsuki Koga's ninja clan. They're like, well, we're not going to join him. I guess we're going to be rogue ninjas. <laughs> And then they run at the camera. And they start and jerking off. Fades to black. They start jerking off. They're like, oh, what? I don't know. It almost sounded what? like you had to say that. It's like, oh, yeah, that, no. we're so clever. Oh, I feel so good about myself for coming up with that. Uh, no, that I, I hate that ending. Uh, it, it feels so mis... I, I don't know. I well, feel like maybe other people should watch it and see if they feel that same way. Yeah. No, no, no. Now, now that you put it like that, it does feel like uh, her and Mitsuki Koga should have fought. That should have been the end. Yeah, yeah. That would have that would have probably helped the movie a lot more. Getting just like one more fight. Yeah, because honestly, you, you know what they could have done? They could have added one more fight between him and her. She wins. She spares his life. So he's like, "All right, I'll let you go." It, it would end the same exact way, but right, you get right. another action scene. Either. 
Yeah, they could have still had the line. Well, I guess we're going to be rogue ninjas now. Right. Jerk, 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 jerk. Fat, Yeah. But, you know, it's, it, it wouldn't have affected anything. And it would have ended on a higher note because, like, what's the point of having Mickey Koga if he's only going to have this, like, half a fight in this movie? Yeah. And he's like, it, and fight to side. I got excited when I saw him because, you know, after watching Bushido Man, every time I see him, I'm like, okay, I know you can fight. Please. <laughs> Please elevate this film for me. Yeah, and unfortunately, that's just how the movie is. Uh, mm-hmm. we, I think our discussion of it is almost nearing as long as the movie was. So right. I guess we could just wrap it up here. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, this one's tough. Uh, recommend the movie? No, not really. I Just watch any any of the scenes with Mickey, Amika in it. And meet Mickey. <laughs> uh, one of them include, it actually does include both of them. Uh, minus the last one. The last one's not worth it. Uh, and yeah, I don't know what else to say. Like that, the movie's boring, but you can technically sit through it if you want. It's it's only fifty nine minutes, but it feels like five fifty nine hours. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I would say if you're if you watched uh, Mickey, oh Mika Hiji mm-hmm. in Ninja, and you were curious, like, oh, you know, she looks capable. I wonder what else she's done. Like. It's either this or Alien vs. Ninja yeah. to, to watch because, I, I mean, we're not really able to get any of her other films right. if, if, if she's been in any other mm. Japanese martial arts films. But, uh, yeah, I like I liked the fights in this. They were very, very, very simple. Yeah. You know, nothing, nothing too drawn out, but it does showcase what she's capable of. Mm. And, yeah, I mean, basically everything you said. The movie is only an hour long, but it's still kind of hard to sit through. <laughs> I would say if you're curious... You know, you might as well just sit through it and you can yeah. kind of understand what we mean. It right. just feels like they go to the next scene and the next scene and the next mm-hmm. scene. And then, hey, okay, here's a little bit of action here and there to kind of keep it your It almost doesn't feel like that because it, you just see the cave and the forest so much. It just feels like, oh, it's the same, it's the same scene. <laughs> right. It's, it's like the same area in the woods they're filming. They just change the camera. Right, right. All right, my N-word. Let's, let's move on to other movies. <laughs> Jesus.